Wow, miracles, signs, and wonders. This is a miracle, guys. This is literally a miracle. Thank you, Pastor Danny and Sister Sabrina, for believing in me and seeing something in me that I didn't see in myself, for allowing me to preach the word of God at our church. Awesome. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Well, good evening, Remnant Church. And those of you online, I want to welcome you. My name is Nick, Nick Perez. I'd like to start by saying what an enormous privilege this is for me tonight. I'm completely humbled and absolutely out of my comfort zone. But at the same time, I'm excited. So let's do this. The title of my message tonight is The Power of Private Prayer. Let's turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. Verses 5 and 6. And Jesus is talking. He says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for this tremendous opportunity to minister your word, Lord, to this church, to my church, to my family, Lord God. Father, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would fall, Lord God, that it would fall on all of us, Lord God, that I would decrease and you would increase. You would use me as your vessel, God. I come against pride. I come against despair. Lord, I, I ask that you would use me tonight to preach your word in truth and in spirit, my God. And in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. The power of private prayer. You know, as Christians, prayer is a fundamental principle. It's basic. But while it's basic, it's extremely important that we master the basics. Before we moved on to advanced levels, our basics must be sound. So I like jiu-jitsu. I don't know if there's some fighters in here or people that like MMA or or stuff, but in jiu-jitsu, the guys, the top high-level guys that are rarely submitted out there are the guys that have sound fundamentals. Their basics, their, their principles, the basic principles of jiu-jitsu, they've mastered them. And then they go on to do the fancy stuff, and they can catch them. Because the guys that don't have sound fundamentals, they're easy to catch once your fundamentals are or, or, or sound, and that goes with athletes, that goes with uh, uh, many things, that your fundamentals are, are extremely important, and from those you build, and sometimes it's easy for us to go past that, because we see certain things that we want to go after, and they, it intrigues us, but in order to have that, our fundamentals need to be sound for that to be, to be right on, okay, so, and in this church, we do have some high-level prayer warriors in this church, some black belts in here, prayer warriors, intercessors, people that know how to pray, people that you want to get around, people that you want to pray with, listen to, learn from, see how they pray, see the fruit of their prayers. You know, whether you're a fighter or not, the reality of it is, is we're all in a fight. We're all in a battle. And some of us don't want to fight. We don't like to fight, and that's fine because this fight's different. You know, the enemy's bringing this fight into our house. 
The enemy's bringing this fight into our marriage. The enemy's bringing this fight into our jobs. Anywhere he can get us discouraged, anywhere he can get us and break us down and keep us far away from God, he's going to bring it in. So we have that choice. Do we just keep on doing what we're doing the way that we're doing it? If we're getting beat up, we're getting smacked around a little bit. And I'm the first one to say it happens to me. Or do we fight? Remnant Church, I know a lot of you guys. You guys are fighters. You guys are warriors, prayer warriors. We have, we have children that we want to see saved. We have families and loved ones that we want to see in church. We want to see serve God. I know it. My first point tonight is seeking the secret place. Seeking the secret place. Psalms 63, verses 1 through 7. Psalm 63, verses 1 through 7. A psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. O God, you are my God. Early I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul will be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. And my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Church, in today's society, with all of our daily responsibilities, busy schedules, and distractions, how do we seek and desire to be in the presence of God on our own? If we're not seeking him, basically we're saying that we don't need him, that we can do this on our own. We can live life on our own. We can handle these situations on our own. We don't need any help. That's pretty much what we're saying. And that's pride. That's pride. It's prideful. And we'll have, a, if, we'll have an opportunity later to repent of that at the altar at the end of service. Second point is dwelling in the secret place. Dwelling in the secret place. Psalms 91, verse 1. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. There's a safety in abiding in the presence of God, a safety, a comfort. In the midst of adversity, we seem to seek God for help. When we seek him, he is faithful to meet us in the secret place. When we make time and devote our prayers to God, he will bring comfort, he will bring strength, and he will bring healing. He will also intervene on our behalf in situations that are out of our control. He may not change the situation, but he'll change us to overcome the situation. I have, a, I have a story that, I, I'm, I'm a plumber, some of you guys know that I do plumbing, and we were working on a house in Beverly Hills, and it's a nice house, it's 
multi-million dollar mansion up in the hills, and uh, this house was being fully remodeled. So we're working, and you know, we did some plumbing, and we put some caps on, and one night I get a phone call, and the guy that I do work for, a general contractor, says, hey, I think there's a small leak. Uh, the owner shut the water off, and you know, don't worry about it tonight, just come in the morning. So I'm all okay, that's probably just some small little leak. So we get there the next morning, and it was a flood. It wasn't a leak. It basically flooded out a bedroom that was on top of a garage that they had stored all of their belongings while the house is being remodeled. So as we're pulling stuff out of this garage, we're, me and the guys, we're pulling this stuff out of the garage, and we're looking, and we're seeing there's photographs, family photographs, and my heart is pounding. I'm just, like, trying to salvage this stuff. I'm looking around. I'm pulling out papers. This guy was a producer in the 70s and 80s. There were hand-typed scripts for, like, Christine and these, these big movies. Like, hand-typed. Like, this stuff should be in a museum. So just imagine. I'm like, oh, my God. It's over. You know, I... Let the situation take control of me. It took control of me. Literally, I would sleep at night. I would go to bed early and get as much sleep as I can, and I'd wake up anxious. Just, just messed me up. I, I, I literally thought he's going to come after me. He's going because he was saying all oh, this stuff is going to belongs in a museum. This was from Africa. This was from there. This was from there. So I'm just like, you know, but I had to go back. I had to go back to this job. I had to finish the job. I have insurance, but I'm not quite thinking that, that well. So from Buena Park to Beverly Hills is about a good, it's an hour drive in the morning. And I would drive out there, I would drive out there by myself, and I would, I would get into the secret place with God. And I would just say, God, help me, take care of it. You know, I was telling him, make something happened like it wasn't my our fault it was somebody else had did something and and you know fix it for me fix it for me and i would do that day after day but finally at the end because this went on for a while this was a it was a pretty big deal and like in the second week i would pray and god would just he would speak to me in that still small voice he would just he'd be like it's okay don't worry about it. This, I got this. It's not the end of your life. It's not the end of your, I'm going to take care of it. It's okay. But I know some of you can, can relate to me about being in a situation that you just don't have any control. And it's all messed up. You don't know what to do. You may have insurance. You may have all of the right people around you. But you're still in anxiety and despair. It seems like that's the easy time for us to go to the secret place is when we're in those times. But when you get in those times and you seek him, he will bring comfort. He'll bring comfort. He will bring whatever you need, whatever we need at that time, he's going to give it to us. He will give it to us. And he did that for me. This job, quick history on this job, these people are, are, are hard to work for. Me, I flooded their house, and I'm one of the only contractors that started the job to from start to finish. They went through three AC guys. They went through uh, electricians, every, all different kinds of people. They were not satisfied, happy with anybody. But 
They kept me around. They kept us around. They're using us on other work. But what helped me and what brought me to a place of comfort and peace was being in the secret place, getting into that secret place. My third point is prepare to excel. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Church, when we constantly invest in prayer, we're cultivating a, spirit, a spiritual soil. We are nourishing the soil that bears fruit. We are cultivating it. We are, we are bringing that into our lives, into our hearts. And you know what? The Bible, the Bible talks about the soils and the good soils. If we cultivate the soil in our heart, when we hear the word of God, when we read the word of God, it's going to bear fruit. It's going to bear life in us. We're going to have the, we're going to have the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. All these things will be equipped to go out into the world and be light in the dark times. We will be encouragement to those who need encouraging and a guide to those who need Jesus Christ. Church, I'm a testimony of the power of prayer. One single prayer of repentance at the altar changed my destiny. When I came to the altar, I was a filthy person, filthy man, crackhead, methamphetamines, just alcoholic, filthy mouth. My vocabulary was only a few words, and they were mostly cuss words. Bad. I went up to the altar one day, and I met God. I found God. I cried out to God. I repented, and, that, and from that day, he accelerated me. He excelled me. From when I went down to when I came up, I walked away. I had no, I had no, uh, I was like, I was never a drug addict. I didn't have to sleep for days. If I didn't have if I didn't have a certain amount of drugs in the morning, I would not get out of bed. I couldn't. Dope was my hope. If I didn't have drugs, I wasn't getting out of bed. And I would stay in there for weeks if I couldn't afford it or I just didn't have the strength to get out of bed. But God met me. He met my need in the secret place. It doesn't matter if there's people all around us. When we go and give him our private attention, he's there. God, God, will, God will never, you'll never get his answering machine. He'll never be on vacation. He's always there, church. He's always there for us. We've got to seek him. We've got to seek him. He's not, he's not a God that is going to leave us hanging. We're humans. We'll leave each other hanging. God won't. And he didn't. That day, I repented. I said, I prayed, I said a prayer, and I walked away with my destiny changed in, the, in an instant. I'm so grateful for that. that. That miracle that took place that day is the reason why I'm here. That miracle that took place that day is the reason why I love, love to work, love to labor. I want to be a part of something that's going to be eternal. I want to be a part, this church, I'm so excited. 
Because while there's a lot of work and maybe I don't know what the future holds, it's okay. We're going in the right direction. The foundation is laid. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm waiting for, for God to reveal what's next. A surprise. It's like a surprise. We know it's going to be good. We know it's going to be good. We need to be excited. But I really think that us as a church, we need to develop private and personal prayer. We need, to, we need to up our game. We need, to, we need to want it. We need to thirst for it. We need to hunger for it. We need to develop that, that secret place, that relationship. I, I was telling my wife that I remember when we, before we got married, um, we used to talk on the phone. And I would be like, at work going, did she call? Did she call? Did she call? Oh, she texts me, boom, 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 boom. And I would be like, you know, and then we'd go home and I'd be, we'd be on the phone. Like, I got to be up in 20 minutes to work, you know. I've talked all night long. But there was, there was this, there was a love. There was a, there was a want. There was something strong in there that where I, we, I wanted that. I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk to her, you know. God loves us more than our spouses do. God, God delights when we have that joy, that joy of, of speaking with him. When we're able to develop it, cultivate it. Change it up. It could be a little bit different. When we worship him, we cry out to him in that secret place. I'm, I'm blessed. Like I said, I'm grateful and excited to be a part of Remnant Church and what God's doing. And I'm making a declaration that my prayer game needs to be stepped up. And I want to step it up. This message changed me. If anybody's, if this message uh, brings conviction to anybody, it brings conviction to me. And it was, it was good. It was, it was great. I'm so glad that this, this happened. Never thought I would be up here preaching. Ever. God is good. And if God can use me up here, he can use all of you up here. We're, we're moving. This is a miracle and a sign and a wonder. It's a miracle that I'm up here. It's a sign that things, that there will, that we are be, being able to be used. If we're willing, you will be used. God will use you. He may take you out of your comfort zone. When he takes you out of your comfort zone, you grow. We grow. I'm grateful. As the worship team comes up. Church, remember, we're in a fight. Whether you like it or not. I know we have fighters in here. But we don't, if we want to help people... If we want to reach out to the community, we want to stand strong. We want to be able to lift somebody up. We want to be able to pray for them. We want to be able to direct them in the, in, to Jesus. We want to have the power. We want to have the Holy Spirit fire on us. We have to get it. We have to go after it. If we do the possible, God will do the impossible on our behalf. He will.
Hallelujah. Amen. Awesome. Church, if there's anybody in here that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, or maybe you're just, maybe you just need a touch from God. Online, if you need a touch from God, you need a miracle. You want a relationship, a personal, private relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in here, can you raise your hand? We have people that are willing to pray with you. Online, if that's you, that's awesome. That's great. Repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I repent. I want you, Lord. Forgive me of all of my sins. I want you to come into my life and help me to live for you. I believe that Jesus lived and died and rose from the dead for me, for my sins. I believe and I want to turn from my old ways and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you said that prayer online, can you type in the comments? that you accepted Jesus Christ where you're at and we can get in contact with you and give you some information and some help because it's the first step of many steps. I'm on a 20-year journey and this day right here I will never forget. May 27, 2021. This is my first sermon. It means a lot to me. And I hope that it was that it encouraged you church prayer we got to do it we have the warriors in here church for everybody else if god is touching your heart if you want to excel or grow your prayer life if you want to touch from god Come up here. Come up to the altar. Come up to the altar. God's going to meet you here. He will never not meet you if you come.